to sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Thank you for calling the ACB radio and information line brought to you by Xeno Media. 518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dr. Jesse Real, and we're going to discuss humor today. And today's a perfect day to discuss humor, um, along with all the wonderful Irish ballads. Irish music and prose is just full of humor and jokes and um, people who like to laugh. So I today is a perfect day to discuss it. Um, basically, there are different styles of humor, and people use these styles for different reasons. And it can also explain why uh, certain things happen. So we'll talk about each one of these styles, and some people are better at using one style than another. Some people are more comfortable with it. And some people really haven't developed a sense of humor. Um, So the first style is aliative humor. And basically that's a tendency to say funny things, to tell jokes, uh, to engage in spontaneous, spontaneous witty banner in order to amuse others to facilitate relationships, and to reduce interpersonal tensions. And we've all met people like that. Um, People who can just come up with a funny thing to say or a humorous thing to say. Um, They do this frequently and they do it comfortably. And, you know, they just feel comfortable doing that. And when you've heard that, you probably have laughed or smiled. Um, or you hear other people laugh or, you know, see them smile. So that's aliative humor. And it's a very positive form of humor. Sometimes people who aren't really comfortable with humor can kind of look at people like, whatever, what's that all about? Yeah. But for the most part, it's a very positive form of humor. And it usually puts people at ease and, you know, makes them feel more comfortable. Then we have self-enhancing humor. <clears throat> this is the tendency to be frequently amused by the incongruities of life, to maintain a humorous perspective even in the face of stress or adversity, and to use humor as an emotional regulative mechanism. My family is gifted with that type of humor. Um, And we grew up using that type of humor. Um, Very often, you know, we will use that kind of humor to kind of diffuse a situation or um, to lessen the stress over situations, that type of thing. Again, that's a very positive sense of humor. Um, You just kind of feel amused by you know, things that happen in life or incongruities, and you can you can quickly laugh at those things. Then we have one that's a negative, and this is aggression humor. That's a tendency to use humor for the purpose of criticizing 
or manipulating others. And people use that like in sarcasm, using ridicule, derision, or disparagement. Um, that's not such a positive form of humor. And it often it leads to, you know, bullying, um, coming up with target, targeting people, things like that. And we want to try to avoid the use of that type of humor in our own lives and avoid people who do that because it can be um, pretty difficult to and uncomfortable. Even if other people laugh, um, it's more of an uncomfortable laugh. It's more of a, well, I'm going to laugh at that person or with that person because I don't want them to, you know, make these comments. Um, and then self-defeating. Self-defeating humor is usually seen as a negative thing, but sometimes people use it and it could be used more positively. So this is use of humor to um, depreciate oneself uh, to others or as an attempt to amuse by doing or saying funny things at one's own expense, especially self-disparaging humor and laughing along with others being ridiculed and um, disparaged. So that's usually a, a pretty um, negative sense of humor. And it's difficult sometimes to tell whether you're using <clears throat> that kind of humor, self-defeating humor, or self-enhancing humor. And I'll give you a good example of how that can happen, because many of us have found ourselves in that situation. So we as blind people are with people who are sighted, and we do something that is embarrassing. We run into something or knock something over, or one of these things that happens to people who are blind, and maybe it happens to people who are sighted, but at this point, we're, we're in this group, and, and we feel that we've just done something and, and it was embarrassing. So we make this humorous comment about it. And it is funny. I mean, we think it's funny. But people around us suddenly stop laughing and they're all quiet. It's kind of like, oh, no, no, not only did I just, you know, knock my glass of wine over on somebody's lap, I've made some comment and they don't think it's funny and I do. And what often happens is if you're with people and they think being blind is a terrible thing, a, a burden, a, you know, a, a thing to be pitied, they're not going to laugh when you make a joke about something that you just did because they're going to be thinking, oh, no, this is awful. Poor blind person. And now they just made fun of themselves. And well, this is really bad. If you're around people who don't worry about being blind, they're probably going to laugh because they're going to get the joke and see the humor in the situation and, um, you know, laugh along with you. That's why that can happen, because it's what people see. And I'll give you another good example. My mom had polio, and she would walk really slow because of her polio. And she had a notorious habit where she would always go out to the car. I'd get in the car, you know, get the dog settled or whatever be waiting, and, and all of a sudden, oh, I forgot my keys, or I forgot my purse, or I forgot, it didn't matter. And she would go back in the house and come back out. And this, to me, especially when I was younger, seemed to take forever. So one day I called her a turtle. Well, the turtle name stuck. She thought it was hilarious, and, and I thought it was hilarious, and it was just kind of my pet name for her. And Sure enough, she stood me beside the door. I forgot 
whatever. I forgot my list or whatever. I, I had to stand beside the door and wait for her to come back in. And I said, it's about time, turtle. Do you have everything? And this lady went off on me about calling her a turtle. How dare could you call your mom a turtle? You know, she can't help it that she can't walk uh, as fast as you. And you ought to be thankful that you have two legs and you can walk fast. And yeah, I don't know. And my mom just looked at her like, how dare you talk to my daughter that way? And I said, you know what? I said, that's my pet name for mom. Has nothing to do with her walking. So, you know, sometimes it can get you into trouble, so to speak. Um, but there are many, many, many benefits and laughter. And the sad reality of it is adults don't laugh enough. It's one of the reasons that adults have such high stress levels and often have difficulty with depression and anxiety and anger because they don't laugh. They are too serious, and they are in environments that are way too serious. Children laugh far more often than adults, and that's one reason I like to be around kids, because they laugh. They think things are funny. They think the most ridiculous thing is funny, and they laugh, and they have a joyful, wonderful, wonderful, contagious laugh, and it's just awesome to be around them. But unfortunately, in our society, now we're seeing that Children don't laugh as often because they get in trouble or people look at them or people say that they're making fun of other people. And they really weren't. All they were seeing was that beautiful, wonderful childhood sense of humor. So what we need to do is laugh more. Learn to laugh. Learn to use a sensor and laugh because there's a lot of things in life that are very serious and they're very sad and they're, and they're stressful. You know, you have to learn that it's okay to laugh. Now, there's another form of humor. And those of you who maybe read books uh, about crime and different things or have worked with or as a first responder, you know this very well. And it's called dark. These people will see something funny in the most tragic situation. And usually they'll point it out in this deadpan way that, gets everybody else laughing. And when people hear that, they're like, how could they make fun of such a thing? This is a horrible thing. It's tragic. How could you make fun of it? Well, the reason they do is because first responders, these officers, your EMS workers, they see horrible, tragic situations every single day and sometimes multiple times a day. And if they don't find a way to laugh and cope with it, they won't be able to do their job and they'll end up with severe, serious mental illnesses and physical illnesses. So they've learned how to cope with things in a humorous way. And that's why they do it. So all the benefits, and there are so many, but here are some. Laughter draws people together in a way that triggers healthy, physical, and emotional changes in the body. It strengthens your immune system. It boosts your mood. It can diminish pain, and it protects you from the damaging effects of stress. And the way that it does that is when you laugh, your cortisol, which is a stress hormone, which can be extremely toxic and damaging to the body, drops. It decreases. And as your stress hormones decrease, your immune system is boosted. 
Because your immune system cannot function with high levels of stress hormones. You will feel lousy. You will have headaches. You will have digestive problems. And eventually, you know, you're on medication for for all manner of things. So stress hormones decrease the more you laugh. Um, and then your your mind and your body come back into balance when you laugh. Um, it helps lighten the burden and inspires hope. It connects you to others, grounded, and it keeps you more focused and alert. It attracts you to other people or it attracts them to you. People would much rather be around people who are happy and smiling and laughing than they would somebody who's sitting there, you know, looking like they lost their best friend or, you know, not not happy. Because people don't know how to respond to, often don't know how to respond to people who are just looking like they're not happy. They do know how to respond to people who look happy because at best, I mean, even if they're so shy and so anxious that they can't do anything, they can smile back um, or they can join in or they can laugh with you. Or they can come up and say, hey, I want to be part of that group. You guys are having a good time over here. I want to be part of this group. So it's going to attract people to you. Um, People who are able to laugh will be able to release their anger more quickly. And they'll be able to forgive other people sooner because you're not holding on to your anger. You cannot feel angry and laugh at the same time. So once you start laughing, that releases that anger. And once you release your anger, you're going to be able to forgive people. Laughter relaxes the body. And the effects of laughter can last up to 45 minutes after you stop laughing. So again, you know, if you have chronic pain and make it a point to laugh, you can release your pain without ever taking pain medicine because your endorphins are released, and that's the body's natural pain reliever. Um, we've talked about the immune system and stress. Uh, laughter also protects the heart. It does that because it increases your blood flow, and it improves your blood vessel function. So, yeah, it can actually burn calories. One of the reasons it does that is because, you know, you use all these muscles to laugh, and, and so that burns calories. And also, once again, because your stress hormones are decreased, it helps you metabolize your food quickly. Um, it also can help you if you can come up with a funny side of something. You will be able to put it in perspective faster and then figure out how to resolve the problem. If everything that happens is so serious and the end of the world you're not going to be able to resolve problems because you're still focused on, you know, this is horrible. This is the end of the world. I am less than perfect or I'm embarrassed or whatever. But if you can put a funny aspect to it, then you'll be able to come up with a problem and move on. Um, many research studies indicate that people who laugh more frequently usually live longer than people who don't laugh. It adds joy and zest to your life. It's anxiety and tension, stress, improves your mood. Yeah, have you ever walked into a, a building or maybe your place at work and everybody was just in a bad mood, nobody was laughing, and they were predicting the end of the world pretty much. And you came in there in a pretty good mood. But within an hour or two, you find yourself feeling pretty 
irritable or down or anxious or whatever? Well, it's because our emotions are contagious to other people. So if you also walk in and everybody's having a good time and they're laughing and they're doing their jobs and they're joking, you feel like, even if you came in in a pretty bad mood, you feel like laughing and doing your job and and working and joining in there. And before you realize it, you're like, no, I'm in a whole lot better mood. Um, It strengthens your resilience. So then when you do have things happen in your life, you can bounce back quicker. It strengthens your relationships with other people. Uh, It enhances teamwork. It's easier to work with a team if you can laugh. Laugh at what went wrong. Laugh at the silly things that happen versus getting so focused on, oh, no, this happened, or, oh, no, that happened, or, well, she didn't do what she was supposed to do. Because if you get focused on that negativity, it won't be long till the whole team is focused on the negativity or the what went wrong or the what somebody could have done that they didn't, that you'll lose a whole bunch of time just focused on that, that, that you could have just laughed about and fixed it, moved on. It helps diffuse a conflict between you and another person. It promotes group bonding. And again, you cannot feel negative emotions such as anger, sadness, or anxiety when you're laughing. Um, Laughter allows you to be more spontaneous. It allows you to let go of defensiveness, forget resentments and judgments and criticisms of other people because you're finding the funny aspect. Uh, It helps drop your own inhibitions. And so, you know, you're more spontaneous and you're able to do more things. Um, So obviously there's a big bunch of reasons to use humor and laugh. So why don't we? Oh, because, you know, we're worried about offending somebody. We're worried about what people will think. We're worried about if I laugh, they're going to get angry. If you are not intentionally making fun of somebody or being sarcastic, not in the normal realm of things, be offensive. That should not be offensive to other people because you are happy and you are laughing. If they are offended by that, perhaps they're not happy. And that's not on you. That's on them. Each of us has to find our own happiness and create our own joy. So go ahead, your happy self, smile, Laugh. Yeah, you are. Um, people don't learn to laugh. We're, we're born laughing. If you've ever been around a little baby, a couple weeks old, and, you know, you'll notice if you are the parent or, uh, you know, you're, you're very close to this baby. One of the things that people look for is that first smile. When did my baby first smile? They look for that, and they're usually, you know, that's kind of a milestone. Oh, my baby smiled today for the first time. You know, you see that, you hear it. And within a month of that baby's birth, you will hear this beautiful, darling little noise, and it's the baby laughing out loud. So laughing is something we're all born with. We're all born to do. Unfortunately, some people, unhappy households, don't grow up learning to laugh. They learn to yell. They learn to shut down. They learn to do a lot of things, but they don't learn to laugh. But the good news about it is, if you were somebody who was raised in that type of environment, you can learn to laugh at any time in your life. So you don't laugh much as you like to now. Say, okay, today's going to be the day I start learning to laugh. And so 
what you do is, first of all, smile. Make it a practice to smile. Smile all the time. Smile when you pass people. Kind of look in their direction, even if you're total. Look in their direction and smile. Uh, When you go to the store or whatever, have any exchanges with people, smile. Because even if you can't see it, they're probably smile back. I remember one time I was, I never thought about humor or smiling much. I just was living my life the way I usually live it, but I'm a pretty happy person most of the time. And it was one of the first jobs I had. And somebody came up and they said, why are you smiling all the time? Now, I didn't just sit around with a pasted on smile. I was legitimately smiling because I'm a happy person. They said, you know, you're blind. Yeah. And so why are you smiling all the time? I said, because I'm happy. I have lots of things to smile about. I just came in from a beautiful, beautiful walk. The sun is out. The honeysuckles are, uh, you know, out. And, and I just came in from a wonderful walk. Oh, yeah. But there's a bunch of honeybees out there. And I said, yeah, they were out there. And I said, that's another reason to smile because they didn't stick me. I, I'm a happy person. I smile. I find the joy in life. So that's important. Take time. Find the joy in life. Because the more you laugh, the more you want to laugh. And then you start finding it natural to laugh or smile about pretty much anything. Counting your blessings helps, especially if you're going through some times like now where, you know, we, we live in a pretty uncertain time and a lot of things are happening that aren't pleasant. But make a list of your blessings every single day. Either make it in your head or put it on paper. And it's really an awesome thing to just write down everything or record it and then add to that list. And look how that list is growing within a six month, a year, three month, whatever, whatever. Just count your blessing because even in the worst of times, still have things that we have been blessed with. Consider the positive aspects of your life. And when you do that, it will distance you from the negative thoughts and um, you'll, you'll have more humor. Listen to people around, and this is especially wonderful. If you're walking through uh, the hall or the exhibit at an ACB convention, and maybe you're by yourself. Now, maybe you're feeling a little lonely or a little stressed or a little tired. Listen around you, and you'll hear different groups of people laughing and singing and telling jokes and having a good time. Now, sometimes... Those people are kind of, you know, they're with a group of really close friends and uh, and it's kind of an inside joke or whatever. But most of the time, that's not the case. Most of the time, it's just a group of people hanging out and they're having a good time. And all you have to do is go over and say, hey, what's funny? I hear y'all laughing over here. What's funny? Well, they want to continue to laugh. So they'll share probably what they're laughing at with you, and you can laugh. Or you can say, yeah, sounds like you guys are having a really cool time over here. Can I join you? Most of the time, they're not going to say no. If they do say no, again, it's on them. It's not. And if they say no, go find another group that's laughing and do the same thing. Because before long, you'll be laughing too. And you'll forget all about that nasty old group over there that wouldn't let you join them. But most of the time, that's not going to happen. Um, spend time with fun, playful people. 
because those people find humor in most things. They like to laugh and they do it easily and often. Bring humor into your conversation. Uh, you know, you can you can ask questions. What is the funniest thing that happened to you today? Or what is the funniest thing that happened to you in the past week? What is the funniest thing that happened to you ever in college? What is the funniest thing that your dog ever did? You know, things like that. Ask questions and invite people to talk about funny things. Have you ever watched a sitcom and people make a comment, whether it's funny or not, but in the background, you hear people laughing as though it's the funniest thing ever. That is simulated laughter. And the reason they do that, because they know that it will keep people drawn to that show. Laughter is contagious. And you will, before long, start to laugh as well with that show. If you laugh enough and you feel really good, the show may be kind of ridiculous. And, and people might say, why do you even watch it? Well, because it's funny. I like to laugh with it. Um, simulated laughter is, is when people laugh for no real apparent reason. They're just laughing. Or something just kind of comes across, your, your, an image comes across, and it, it just, it's funny. It's nothing you can really explain to other people. This happens to me a lot, and I sometimes get in trouble over it. But I'll be sitting there, and this image of something will just come across my, my brain. Um, I start to laugh. <laughs> people are like, why are you laughing? Oh, I don't know. I just had a funny thought. It's nothing that you can really explain to people. You know, make it a point. Make yourself laugh. Do that by watching funny TV shows, videos, uh, get comedy, go to comedy clubs or find comedy tapes or, or CDs or whatever online. They're all over the place. Uh, read funny books. Um, if, if you can read them, read the funny paper in the, the newspaper. Uh, seek out fun people. Share a really good joke or story with other people. Every morning I get up and I say to Miss Echo over here, tell me a joke. She does. And I laugh, usually. Because usually they're just kind of corny, but they're funny. Um, there's lots of humorous music that you can host a game night or something with friends. And we were just talking about this right before we got started. No, nope. We need to maybe come up with more humorous things on the community calls so that you ask questions or you get people laughing. Um, there is actually a thing called laughter yoga. You can join a laughter yoga class or you know somebody who teaches it. Join that. Play with your pet. Dogs are just hilarious and and they they do funny things and they love to be laughed at so you can always laugh at your dog and you'll be very safe they're not gonna you know get upset with you for laughing at them um i suppose cats are funny as well i don't really know that much about cats but people like cats uh my bird over here is hilarious she's a laughing dove she makes a noise which it sounds like laughing do that when somebody has said something pretty serious I have a friend, and I, I guess it's the tone of his voice, and he's always talking about all these things and tragedies that happen to him, and she laughs every time. Well, he's <laughs> gotten to the point that now he's able to laugh more at things that happen to him because she laughs, and it's funny. Goof around with kids. Kids love to laugh and let them laugh. The more they laugh, the better.
Do silly things. Don't worry about what other people think. Dress up funny. Today would have been a good day for everybody to dress up like a leprechaun or an Irish person, you know, of old. Something. Easter will be another time. Get yourself a pair of bunny ears and walk down the street with those rabbit ears. I guarantee you somebody you'll love. Um, make time for fun activity. Learn not to take yourself seriously. If you make a mistake, you've made a mistake. And all you can do is laugh at it and learn from it. If you if you feel, you know, embarrassed or shame or that's not gonna help you laugh. Just make the choice that I am going to laugh whenever I can. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to cover up every emotion with laughing. I mean, there are things that are sad. There are things that are anxiety-provoking. There are things that are, that are serious. And it's important to honor those emotions. But once you've honored those emotions, then you have to, it's important to move on. You don't want to keep feeling all of those negative emotions. Once you've felt it, you've honored it, move on. And one of the best ways to do it is laugh. So I'm going to open up. If anybody has any funny experiences or jokes or, you know, witty comments or whatever that you want to uh, add to this discussion, feel free. Okay. So to raise your hand, I know some of them are already going up. It's Alt-Y on the PC and Option-Y on the Mac, Star-9 on the phone, and... Um, under the more on your iPhone for raising hand and under, uh, wow, they're all going up like crazy. I can't even get through this. <laughs> okay, that's great. <laughs> okay. M Mark, M Mark, is that you? Hi, this is Mark. Hi, Mark. Okay. And um, you heard about the blind carpenter, right? No. Yeah, he picked up his hammer and saw. Um, <sighs> <laughs> and uh, I, uh, <laughs> um, and the guy who invented lifesavers, well, I understand he made a mint. So, um, and um, you know, but um, it's, um, yeah, laughter is, is wonderful, and it can help you refocus. I find, you know, and if you're really down and dirty in the dumps of something, and, and um, you know, it can help you refocus. But I think one has to be careful um, because. Um, I can remember once when um, my um, we became good friends later, but my grandfather had just passed, and uh, I was picked up by a friend of mine who was sighted, and you know she manipulated me into thinking that I had terribly matched clothes, <laughs> and, and you know like went to school looking this way. Well, yeah, you know what's the problem, you know. And then when she let me out of her car, you know after no, I was just kidding you, and I realized afterwards. I was manipulated horribly. She needs to learn boundaries. That's so-and-so. That kind of laughter can be destructive. I mean, um, and um, I didn't think it was terribly funny. I mean, it was, um, and it was manipulative. It was, you know, kind of the butt of a joke. And you're being exploited in a way that, you know, because I'm concerned about how I look, you know. Um, And she knew that. Um, You know, how we ever remained friends is a mystery, but... I think it's because I confronted her, told her this was not okay. Anyway, um, I'll, there was once an incident where I was going into a job interview. Actually, it was volunteer work, but I'd been walking around downtown all afternoon, suit and tie, feeling kind of good. Okay, 
I go into this guy's office, close the door, sit down. He says, zip up your fly, Mark. And I was like, oh, God, no. But I was able to talk about it later. I apologized, but later in another in a group that I belonged to, and everybody just broke up laughing, and and I did too. It was like, okay, yeah, I can see this is pretty funny. And what worked is that um, I was able to um, do volunteer work with this agency and then get an internship with this agency. So it wasn't all bad. Oh, but, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, but um, maybe we all should try that little trick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, zip up your fly. And it was like, oh, no. But then later it was like, I ran into a friend of mine who was also blind and who has this really grim, oh, you don't have any right to make those mistakes. One of those people. But um, when I talked about it later in front of a group of people, everybody just laughed. Like, you know, it was great. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, the person with a phone number ending in 735. Seven three five. Hey, yeah, this is Debbie, and um, I don't know. I just I love to laugh. And my mom was born on April the first, and she had absolutely no sense of humor, none. You couldn't get her to laugh at anything. But my dad and I were always cracking jokes back and forth, and um, I, I sometimes I come up with these funny things like, uh, do people in Hades, uh, I won't say the other word, need fire insurance? <laughs> but anyway, uh, but you know, it's good when people call you and they say, you know, I needed a perk today. And, you know, as we talk, something will come out of my mouth, <laughs> out of the blue. And they'll say, wow, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> uh, but one day um, I had a small chihuahua. And I heard this noise down the hall, and it was like a... And I went in there, and um, after I checked things out, my dog had put his head in the shoe, and the shoe had like a T-strap on it. I don't quite know how to describe it, but, you know, it, it buckled across. And and then, you know, along the front of the shoe, it had a another piece of strap that went toward the front of the shoe anyway he had gotten his head stuck in there <laughs> like he was wearing the shoe on the back of his back you know it looked so funny and he was <laughs> he was dragging the shoe down the hall and that was one of the funniest things that i remember my dog doing oh there you go and my mom was born april the first and god love her she had the most wonderful sense of humor and the beautiful Aww. laughter she just laughed from the whole belly <laughs> But my dad, you know, my dad would say, she'd be looking at the uh, obituaries, and he said, what are you doing, looking for your name? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. The other thing is, um, when I'm out with sighted people, sometimes they'll say, would you look at that? I said, really? Yeah? You want to tell me about it? And then they say, oh, my God, I forgot you were blind. I said, well... I don't care as long as you don't leave me in the middle of a parking lot. Oh, there but, you go. But, you know, um, I, I think it's a compliment when your sighted friends forget that you're blind. I don't know about anybody else. but I do, too, and I love it when they do that. I mean, that's what two cents worth. Yeah, yeah, they do it all the time, and I don't mind. I, huh? I mean, I, I don't want them to be so subconscious that they, that they worry about what they say or how they say it, you know. Exactly. Anyway, anyway I've enjoyed your... Um, your comments on humor, I think it's very important. Well, thank you for sharing. The person with 704-704 at the end of your phone number. 
Hi. Hi, Jesse. I love this, this presentation. because, I'm, Anyway, uh, my name is Nancy, and I have a friend. We, we get on the phone. Uh, we act really silly. Like, I love plays on words. I have a guide dog, and I call him Baby Jay or Jaybird. It makes her crack up, and I have two cats, and I, I call them cattens, like a cross between the cat and the kitten. They're both cats. And we, we, we use, and, and I love her laugh. And I, Sometimes people's laughs made me, make me laugh hard, harder than some of the things they say. And then, or we, or we have silly voices that we, we don't make fun of the people who, whose voices, sometimes we make fun of the voice, but not with the, when the person's around, and we crack up, and then, or I have a cat, and I'll, I'll, I'll put her near my chest, and she'll go, make a sound, and I'll go, what, what, and then and my friend will go, oh my God, what are you doing to that cat, you know, <laughs> and, and we, um, we, we just have, like, one word, like, she, Something happened to her, and when the word "oopsie daisy," so whenever I say the word "oopsie daisy" in the middle, the middle of no, from the middle of nowhere, she starts cracking up. And then when something happened where she might have had to send her braille display to, to Korea, and I said, "Well, okay." And if she if she says something, I'll say, "I'm going to send you to Korea." And I don't know. We have certain <laughs> things that remind us. We just laugh about them for some strange reason. We just, they just make us laugh. It's really interesting. <laughs> silly words, silly expressions. I, I kind of like being silly on the phone. Isn't that silly? That's kind of <laughs> stupid, isn't it? I, I, thank you, Jesse. You're welcome. Sounds like you have a wonderful time. Mm. We do. We really do. I'm Tra- laughing just thinking about it now. Thank you. <laughs> it's great. Uh-huh. Travis? Hey, Travis. Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing? All right. Doing good. Good. So my name is Travis Sittler. I am part of the ACB Community Calls and Habits for going on a month now. Um, I come to you from Templeton, California. And I wanted to tell you a funny thing on Facebook uh, last April Fool's, uh, last year actually. So anyway, um, I, I decided to write this post just because after the pandemic started last year, we I thought we needed some sense of humor. And um, so I wrote this post, you know, of course, you know, I've been blind since birth. But the post detailed is like how I um, got my driver's license and my commercial license, you know, to drive a uh, bus and how I got a uh, big bus, you know, bought a big bus to transport people and how I also got my contractor's uh, license. Uh, that it, and I had some big projects ahead of me, home builds, re-roofs, and the whole nine yards. <laughs> and that got so many hits last April Fool's on FB. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's... Mm. Yeah. So, and, and I thought perfect timing, too, especially what how everything just wreaked havoc last year. That's another thing. Right around around this time on the anniversary, as a matter of fact. It's just like, okay. wow. So can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, Pam? You're welcome. Pam's iPhone? iPhone 7? Hello. Hello. I'm going to try to say this really fast. Um, two things that I do that, well, crack me up are when I do a really blindy thing in front of a stranger that doesn't know me at all. Um, or, well, like that last time I, I had to get the cable guy to come because my modem died and it, he, he was in there uh, connecting another one. And I had, or he said he was going to be here in 10 minutes and it was really three. And it was, oh, I was so thirsty and I had this glass in my hand. I was going to get some water real fast before he came. But, oh, I didn't have time. So I, I stuck the glass in my bra real quick and I thought, well, 
I'll just do, do this later, I guess, because i got to let him in. He'll think I'm not here. So I let him in, and he's doing the modem thing. And I don't know, time goes by, and I'm thinking I'm so thirsty. I'm so sorry. And I finally think, oh, my God, I looked at that glass is still in my bra. And I said, <laughs> I've lost my glass uh, in here someplace. Do you see it? Oh. And he said, um, I do see it. I said, well, could you get it for me? Oh. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> He said, oh. um, I, I really don't think so. Said, Why not? <laughs> I was trying real hard not to laugh. He goes, um, it's, it's, it's a little, it's in a place that's kind of, and I, and I finally started cracking up. I know exactly where it is. I just, I just wanted to see if you could find it because I was hoping maybe you didn't notice it. And he goes, well, it's a, made out of aluminum. It's kind of hard to miss. If it was a glass glass, I might not have noticed. But he said, can you tell me why it's there? Because you came. You said 15 minutes, and it was three. That's why. Because I was really thirsty. It's your fault. And he goes, well, is there anything in it? I said, well, so you can't see it that good then. Because there's beer in it. Oh. <laughs> there's not either. And it was really funny because I thought, well, I can make this really embarrassing or I can make it okay. <laughs> so he said, I hope your other modem dies and I can come back and <laughs> do another weird thing. Because I really was having a hell of a day. And I said, well, I was, I was having a pretty good day until this. <laughs> but I said, now, you know, you don't have to wonder if I can see or not. And he said, no, I certainly don't. You can't find that glass. And it's right there between the girls, he said. But it was pretty funny. <laughs> <sighs> That's hysterical. And it was. So now I have, I call it my magic glass, that one glass I have now. So I, I love your laughing. Somebody else's dish. Well, he was, he said, you just don't know, you just can't imagine. It was one of those snowy, blustery, horrible days. And he said, I've had to go up in people's attics where it was 40 below zero and it's just been horrible all day. I said, well, I'll try to get the other modem to die pretty fast oh. so you can come back. <laughs> anyway, I was happy that he got to laugh. Well, thank you for sharing. And also, I took some laughter yoga lessons, and in the lessons, it, it said that the the brain and the body doesn't know the difference between when you pretend you're laughing and when you're really doing it. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And thank you for having this. This is great. You're welcome. Well, that is all the hands that we have raised at this time. Oh, come on. Somebody else has a funny story they can share. Oh, let's see. Uh... Phone number ending in 638. There you go. Hello. Hello. Um, you said, hello, Jesse, this is Beth. You uh -huh. said that um, sarcastic what? humor could kind of be uh, negative. It can be. But sometimes if it's among friends or among family, like, just like, like you were saying about, you know, that your mom you used to call your mom turtle. My daughter was real tall and skinny, and my mother used to call her olive oil. Well, you know. You know, like Popeye's olive. Yeah. Did mm. she mind being called that? No. She said, she just asked me one time, who's olive oil, Mom? So I said, okay, <laughs> I'll have to show you. And no, she didn't mind that, you know. Yeah, so a lot of it has to do with how the, the person feels. You know, my mom thought being called turtle was kind of cool, and 
it started her on this collection of, of turtles and different things. So it depends on how the person responds to that. If the person is offended or, you know, not happy about being called out, then probably a good idea not to do that. But if the person is happy about it, go for it. Or like me, I was kind of late to everything, so they used to call me, oh, there's the late Beth. Well, there you go. And that's a, it's kind of like a parody, you know? Oh, okay. The comedy shows I love, like Saturday Night Live and the Big Bang Theory. Some people wouldn't think those are funny, but some people would. Some people do. And a lot of people must because they're still around and people watch them. So, again, it's up to, you know, each each of us thinks certain things Mm -hmm. are funny and we all manage humor in our own ways. That's true. Yep. That's true. And thank you for doing this. This is really cool. You're welcome. All right. And we have one more hand. Thank you, Beth. And uh, the lovely Carla Hayes. Oh, man, Carla. I have written you a couple times. I am such an admirer of yours. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, And I keep on forgetting to write you back. That's okay. That's okay. I'm bad at writing things back. That's okay. But anyhow, I'm... I want to thank you for doing this. This is great. I needed some laughs today, but I'm one of these people that are always making fun of my blindness at my own expense. Mm. Um, you know, just it, it just sort of breaks the ice. Um, um, one time, well, if somebody, um, I, I, when I'm showing them sighted guide, I say, will you walk a couple of steps ahead of me? Because that way, if there's a big bad hole, you fall in and I know to stop. <laughs> People don't know how to take that. And and I'm always telling people, you know what, Um, none of my mirrors work at my house. You know, I walk up to a mirror and there's nothing there. I don't know why, but they none seem to work. And then I'll I'll, I'll share one more. And then um, when I was in the hospital in the recovery room, I just had a lump removed from my breast. And there were about six nurse comes in and she said, um, well, you're all being relieved about the same thing. So can I just read the riot act once? I said, and she says, um, you know that um, you you have an anesthetic and you you can't drive for 48 hours. What's going on about that? Does anybody have any questions? And I said, yes, ma'am. Um, may I drive after 48 hours then? And she says, oh yeah, it's just 40 48 hours. And then she looked at me. She said, I have been had. And I said, you're the first person who told me I could drive. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, that's great. I, I just I love to laugh. It's and great. It's hard to laugh small mm. since I'm alone, but still find ways to laugh. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you called in. Okay, let's see. Uh, that is all that I find in raised hands so far. <clears throat> Anyone no. else? Oh, let's see. M. Mark. Mark, you're back. Yes, I, did, I didn't want to take anybody's turn away, so, but um, I do want to tell um, a joke. Um, and, um, you know, it's, um, this, um, <clears throat> this couple, uh, they were getting married, and they were both Catholics, and they, um, they decided they were getting married, but they got into a serious car accident the very day of their wedding. And so they're sitting in the waiting room in heaven, and they're talking, and it's like, can we get married in heaven? And and um, so Saint Peter welcomes them in, and and uh, they ask him, um, "Sir, can we get married in heaven?" So I'll have to check. Give me a while. So they're waiting a month, two months, three months, 
And they decided, well, if we don't get along, can we get divorced in heaven? So he comes back after three months and says, good news. Yes, you can get, you can get married in heaven. And so they ask him, well, well, can we get divorced in heaven? And he's giving them this annoyed look. And he says, look, it took me three months to find a priest. Do you have any idea how, much it, how long it'll take to find a lawyer up here? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> yeah, there's been a lot of jokes. And <laughs> jokes are made about all kinds of lawyers and oh, priests yeah. and, and um you know, people of all kinds of different ethnic groups and that type of thing. And we have reached a point in our society that, you know, if you tell these jokes, people can quickly become, sometimes become offended. But the, the jokes are funny. I mean, there is a lot of truth to those jokes that were created. And what mm-hmm. we find is most of those jokes that were created were created by the very people that they're about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most blind jokes are, were created at some point That's by right. blind people. Sure. Oops, yeah. Yeah. We are in our last two minutes, Jesse. Just uh-huh. wanted you to know. One of the things I liked about All in the Family is that it brought those issues out into the open in humor. Um, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah, my idea of a split ticket is an Italian and a, and and an African and whoever it might be, but uh, you know, but um, but it brought those issues out into the open to be dealt with, you know, rather than hide, hiding them. And it did it in a humorous way. Oh, absolutely. Well, it has been wonderful being here today. We'll be back next Wednesday with something else. And if anybody has anything that they would like to talk about or discuss, feel free to let me know because, you know, I'm always looking for ideas. I almost tip over my chair. we'll be back next Wednesday okay I thank you very much Debbie